Okay, today's daf is daf tet, and we begin from the halacha dalit, from Mishnah. If someone wants to make his field not as two large fields, but if you like rows, strips, long strips of different minim, what does he have to separate? How much distance does he have to separate between the two? Now, between different fields, he needs to leave a bait rover, which is about just a bit over 10 by 10, I think, Amod. However, here, what we learn is, is a different shear. If it's meishar, meishar, it's a different shear. So Beit Shammai says, He needs to make three, leave the distance of three furrows of a patiach. Now, this seems to be a finer type of furrow, which there would be poteach, which they would open up the soil. Beit Hillel says, The thickness of a yoke, meaning a proper thick plough from the sharon. And Mishnah says, They have very similar shiurim, meaning they're both about two amot distance apart. So now let's begin the Gemara. Reb Zi'ira, Reb Alazar, B'Shem, Reb It says, B'Shichia Roba, as that's again the reference to a Chacham, it says, Meaning this distance of two amot, of either, the, the, both using the expressions of B'Sham, Hillel, Shoshat, Tamil, Shopatiach, or Ol Sheroni, all you have to do is really leave a two by two, like we have in the picture here, two by two amot. And then what you can do, and you can start reducing the gap, if you like, in a triangle gradually until you get even to a small point at the end. Okay, like we have in the picture in front of us. That only works if you're making a field with meishar meishar in strips. If, however, you're having a strip next to an existing field, that doesn't work. Meaning, Reb Chaim says, You have to leave this bait rover, this much larger shear, Okay, we don't say it's sufficient to have this harchaka, this distance of two amot that we know that we're saying now between these two strips, ben meishar or meishar. So we say, This seems to be like shit rebianai. Why did rebianai says? So that's sorry, that pictures that you need a bait rover between, the, say, a field and a strip. But this seems to be like shit at rebianai. Atek rebianai says, Yachilna ana zara chaklai. I can make my field, and his field, the assumption is Reb Chaim explains it was 100 amot long. He says, I can make two different rows in that field and therefore have 50 different minim, if I liked, uh, if I, as I wished. Since, it's, uh, since this field is 100 amot long, he says, what I can do, I can put two rows of 25 different minim, one next to the other, and if you have, the way Reb Chaim has, if you have a, if you see the picture in front of you, this is almost like an excerpt showing six of those, you know, hundred, those fifty minim that he would, that he says he can plant, because all he does is he leaves a harchaka of two by two between different each row, like you see the square in between, and then each min normally you'd have to if one next to the other you have to leave a certain harchaka, but because he's using the principle of rosh tor, rosh tor means since they're meeting at a point. We said that they can come right up to one another. So if you have a look at the picture there, that's why he says if you continue in this sort of is, is, is the expression tartan? I don't know. That sort of that um, that sort of diamond pattern, one next to the other, you'd be able to fit many different minimum, 50 minimum in that space. And that the picture is only an excerpt as a set of six of the 50 you'd be able to plant. You can imagine this pattern continuing uh, horizontally. Okay. 
as it's, as I put in the notes, it's the, it's hundred amount. You've got two rod each to each of the two rod have twenty five different minimum, and again you have a distance of two in each, and that's how that would all sort of fit in together. That's the way Rav Chaim explains it. Okay, so and then now the Gemara says, is that even af hen? Now what's this question af Again, this also going to explain that Rav Chaim. I'm not, I'm not even sure how the other people explain it because it was uh, enough work to try and understand Rav Chaim explains it. So I'm not sure if they agree or disagree. He says, normally, if you've got two different fields, okay, if I have two different fields, then I have to leave a big space of a bait rover. What happens, though, if I put a single mesha or a single row in between, at next, say, on, let's say the orange one is chitin and the yellow one is seorim, I put an extra row next to my chitin one and an extra one between my seorim. And if I have a row of each, as we know, I don't need to leave a bait rover. Based on our principle, all I need to do, leave is two amot. So by adding an extra little row, do I look at them now as being separate rows? Now all I need to leave is two amot. Or do we say that these extra rows you've added, well, they're just insignificant. They're really part of the sadeh, and you'd have to leave a full bait rover between the two. You haven't gained anything. You hear the question? And as once again, normally if I've got fields, I need to leave a bait rover. Sorry, I can't hear you, Rebistro. Which, which means that they are they're illegal. I mean, they're, they're also to plant it there, those two rows. No, that's no. The, the, that's the question. The question is, can I plant these extra individual rows? And now what has the status of not a sadeh, but a meishar? Yeah, I understand. But let's say we go, Luyutsuyar, it it, it, it's not, not possible. You have to take them away. Correct. If we yeah, say yeah. that those two rows would be battle, it wouldn't help you. So even if you planted rows, you need to leave a full bait rover. You can't leave tuamot. That's what Rabbi Chaim says, is a, he's posed, posed as a question. Then the Gemara says, Me'ata, I'll even ask another question. Let's have a look at the following case. Is it also, well, the question is a mutar. So to explain this, again, looking at the diagram, normally if you have next to your friend's field, like this is your friend's field, the one on the left-hand side, that's Shel Chavero. Let's again, let's assume the orange is wheat. What you're normally allowed to do is right next to your friend's field, since it's distinguishable, that's your friend's field, you'd be able to plant barley. That's the yellow one. But between my barley and my wheat, normally I'd have to leave a bait rover. Now we ask the same question. What happens if I plant next to my wheat another small meshar? Does that define it now as between a meshar and a meshar, and then I only need to leave two amot? Or do we say that that meshar is still battled to my big field of wheat? And I'd have to leave a bait rover. That wouldn't be allowed, leaving just two amot between that and that. Okay? Which is effectively exactly the same question as this question the Reb Chaim asked, the, the way Reb Chaim explains it. So now we ask another question. Um, it says as follows, Af Do we say the same thing as well? Or, or, or in other words, it doesn't seem to be these questions are answered, by the way. And that's, that's not uncommon in Yerushalmi. It says, Af Bechurvaken, as I'm sure you've seen so far. So we say, Af Bechurvaken, is at the same case, or Yevakai da Amar Reish Lakish, B'Shem Chizkiya Rosh Torah Ba Mechurva Mutar. So the question is as follows. We've seen that Reish Lakish, we've seen this shita before, we're going to see it, going to see it again today. He says that, the shita that Reish Lakish is, is that I could plant next to a field, a single grain of a different, let's say again, Let's say the, the field is, um, is wheat and this yellow thing is barley. One. Why? Because normally what I can say is if there's a churva next to it and a whole empty space, I can say this is the beginning of my Rosh Tor and I could theoretically plant more next to it and make it a Rosh Tor and it'd be fine. Now, the question is, what happens if I only have two Amot space 
of a churva. Can I say that I can view this like the Rosh Torah? What do I mean like the Rosh Torah? If we go back to our Mishnah, we said that really all you have to leave is the space is to Amot and you can you can start reducing and reducing, reducing up until you get to a Masha at the end. Now, so why is that? Sorry? Why, I think, why I think all these reduce? things have got to do with appearance of Kilaim because you're not actually physically mixing it. It doesn't look like any what's called an Irbuvia. That's a common thing with all these things. As long as the appearance doesn't look like one of mixture, then it's not considered kilai. But what doesn't the field have two ends? Wouldn't it look the same from both sides? Um, I, I don't, I'm not sure. Good question. I think once you have it a rosh tor, when you have it coming to a point, or if it's reducing in this way, how you understand that doesn't look like an obuvia? Okay, uh-huh. it doesn't look like a mixture. But the question is here, since he says, let's combine two points. Since he says, if you if you can, if you've got one seed next to a field, you can view it as a Rosh Tor, if, if, as long as there's space for it. Can we apply the same prop principles we've said here? Can we look at this as if it's the end of our space of Tuamot that I'm going to eventually, as I said, reduce it, reduce it, reduce it up until a Masha who are not. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's why, and we effectively leave it all as all uh, as questions. Okay. Again, as I said, this is all the way to Rechaim explained it, but I'm repeating myself. Okay, let's continue. Now, Rebbe is cholek on the way we've been explaining our Mishnah. Rebbe Omer, this is back to the Gemara. Rebbe says, Now, we assume when the Mishnah was saying this gap of Tuamot, we begin with Tuamot, and we can reduce it all the way down to a Mashahu like this. Rebbe Huda doesn't, uh, Rebbe Huda doesn't say that. He says between two fields, it makes no difference if it's a field or if it's Meisharim uh, or, or like two strips. It doesn't make a difference. You always need to leave a bait rover. What's the leniency, if you like, of this shteyamot? Is you, you can start with a bait rover, but you can reduce it all the way up until tuamot. That's the ending. You can't, in other words, that's a completely different understanding of our Mishnah. We understand you start with tuamot and you can reduce it all the way to a mashahu. He says, no, no, no. You always have to leave a bait rover in the beginning, but then you can reduce it all the way down to shteyamot. Okay, which is this shlosh tamishol patiach. So we ask the late late now. You've got you've got here Rebbe. Um, however, uh, Reb Chaim goes like the Gra. He says he says the late lay the rabbanant tua but tua bait rava doesn't chachamim how hold like Rebbe like everyone hold between two different fields. You need to have a, a bait rava space, and the answer is no taman berumbuba kan bemeishar. It's a difference. One, when do I need to leave a bait rover? That's when it's a maruban. That's when it's, if you like, a big field. That's when I have to leave a big space. However, here, you don't need to leave a bait rover because we're dealing with Meisharim, these like strips of fields, if you like. So then we ask, one second, Velate Lay, um, let's go get this right. Velate Lay, Rebbe Meishar. Doesn't Rebbe hold the concept of Meishar that you can start reducing it up until a point? Why does he say it only goes to Tuamot? So Amar Rebbe Yudan, Sof Meishar Rebbe, Meaning, I'll read you Reb Chaim, he says, Rebbe Mefarish lay the din meishar sagib shteamod le'inyan sofo. Meaning, he says you can reduce it to tuamot. Yes, he agrees with the concept of reduction, but he still have to end with tuamot. Kolomar she'im yarchik, if you begin a bait rova, yachol izroba alachson, you can start planting on this diagonal like we see in the pictures. Ad shebasofa meishar, until you get to the end, you come close. Kolomar she'im yarchik, 
Kira Parshina, like we explained, Rabbanan, he says, no, the Shteya Mot with the concept of Meshar is in the beginning, like we explained on the Mishnah, and you can again reduce the gap all the way to being a Mashkul. That's a Machloket between um, Rebi and Chachamim. Now, the Gemara continues. One second. What about Rebbe Lazar Sha'al Haitasa Dek Tanamahu? What happens if you've only got a small field that's only two amot wide? We said what happens is normally, let's go back to the Mishnah. You begin by a section of two amot by two amot. Let's just go back to the, the top of the Mishnah here. You begin by two amot by two amot, and then you can start reducing it all the way to a mashahu. Correct? What if your field's only two amot wide? You've got a, you're doing this in your back garden. And you can you, do we have this still? Do we still have this concept of Mesha of reducing it up until a point or not? Because it doesn't seem you can, because you have to start, you have to begin according to what we've been saying with a bigger field by having a two by two amot space, and only after that you can reduce it. So the question is, what if you've got a very small field? So we say Nishmani Minhada. Let's learn from this case. I'm just going to scroll down again to this case. Nishminhada. It says as follows. Rebelaza Rabbi Shimon says uh, that Abba Yossi ben Yochanan Ish Yanuach Amru, they both say what? He's cholek that when it comes to how much you have to leave in the beginning, he doesn't say it's two by two. You have, if it's a big long field, you have to leave a long strip of 50 amot. And only after you've left a strip of 50 amot, then can you start reducing the gap until a point like we have in the picture. However, he says, if, uh, um, if it's a big if it's a small field, say less than 50 amot, then what happens is you have to leave al piruba. You have to leave a two amot gap for rov, like in the picture here. And only after that, can you start reducing it up until a point? So he says, There by Rebbe Lazar, Rebbe Shimon, and Abba Yossi ben Yochanan, Isha Noach, by they, they gave a shear in the beginning of 50 amot by a big field. But by a small field, all they said was rov. So from their opinion, you can understand, you can extrapolate for the shit of Chachamim. Chachamim that didn't give that big shear of 50 amot, all they said was two amot by even a big field. So in a tiny field, they won't give a shear of Akhtana, meaning it would be sufficient, according to Rabbi Chaim, that as long as you, as long as in the small field, it was a majority of the length of it was two amot space, then you could taper it off all the way to a mashahu, even by a tiny, tiny field. Okay. With that, we get to the next halach, next mission. So, Hayarosh Torchitim. Now, we'll get to picture soon, but Hayarosh Torchitim Venifnas Betoch Seorim Mutamit Nation Nirekos of Sadeo. Now, this is the principal final of Rosh Tor. Um, and uh, the expression Rosh Tor, I think the Rambam explains, is like from a, from a decorative thing, from Shirashirim, like a, like a decoration of some sort. Um, but anyway, the, we understand it to be that it means that if a field coming, if you've got a normal field, another field coming to a point, meeting it, like a diamond to a square, that we say that even if they're meeting one another, not necessarily nichnas, but meeting, they're touching one another, then it's not considered kilay. Okay? Because again, the appearance is clear that they're two separate fields. So what happens if shelo chitin v'shechevero minacher? What happens if your field is chitin and your friend's field is is a different min. Say, Seorim. Mutar lismoch lo mo'oto min. 
Now there's a machloket here, exactly what this means. One understanding means that what you can do is you can put right next to his field, your friend's field, that same min. Why? Because visibly it looks like, let's say, again, your field is wheat. You can plant barley right next to the field of your friend's barley with not much of a separation because then it will look like your barley is really the extension of his field. That's one way of explaining it. Another way of explaining it is simply that the wheat, you, you can put your wheat right next to your friend's field without a space, which is barley, simply because it's quite visible that these are owned by two different field people and it's not considered kilayim. I think those are two ways of explaining it. Okay. What happens if um, you got wheat, your friend has wheat. We say, you can put a row of pishtan, which is uh, flax, but no other, no other men. Now, why is that? The reason is, is because people don't generally plant one row of pishtan. And it's quite clear that what, why, is, why would someone plant one row of pishtan by their field? Because they're simply testing the soil to see if this soil can produce, is, can produce good pishtan or not. So therefore, by planting one row at the end of your field, even though it's mamash, a different min between it's between chitin, your friend is chitin, it's clear to everybody that what you're doing is not you're not planting kilayim, you're simply testing your field. Because it's not the derech, if it's a little shiach, it's not the, the derech of people to plant one row. Reb Yos, Reb Shimon, but that's only by pishtan. He says, no, that could even apply to other minim as well. Not just Pishtan, whereas Rabbi Yossi says, Af pishtan. Rabbi Yossi says, not only at the end of the field, but even if you planted one row of Pishtan in the middle of your field, a row in the middle, that is also 100% clear that you, what you're doing is for testing purposes because it's, it's people don't plant one row of Pishtan. That's a Mishnah. Now, Rev Shimon Lakish B'Shem Chizkia says as follows, Rosh Tohabar Machurva Mutar. Now, we explained before that a single, uh, we explained the Shita Resh Lakish was if you ascend to a single grain right next to another, uh, like say a single thing of barley right next to a field of, um, of wheat, as long as there's space next to it, we can, can already consider Kondor Resh Lakish Rosh Tor. However, Rekhine, even though he explained it that way previously, he explains it slightly differently. I explained, I'll read it to you inside. He says, Hayazua Rosh Tor v'nechrav ad Rosh Tor what happens if you had, again, your barley field was one Rosh Tor, it came as like a diamond as a point towards the field of Chitin, but then it got destroyed. And therefore, it's no longer recognizable that that barley field was a Rosh Tor anymore. However, that which you've already planted, oh, this is by the Surim, he has another example, you don't have to pull it out, because when it was originally there, it was in that configuration that it was clear it wasn't Kilai. However, Amr Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan disagrees, Rabbi Yochanan says, that it was Rosh Tor, However, it's a Rosh Tor that, um, that is a, the remnants, if you like, of a real Rosh Tor, so only a few bits, then you'd have to now pull, pull it out. Meaning because since it's not lo no longer visible as a Rosh Tor, because again, that, the, the remainder of it that made it clear that it was a Rosh Tor, a diamond coming into a square or beating a square, I should say, therefore you've got to pull it out. Okay. Now, it says, Okay. Okay. Uh, he has a boat rover, Reb Chaim says in the example, he has planted Zarua Seorim, for example. 
and he wants to and he and Vakoshu, and he has a bit extra space next to it and he wants to plant next to it a different mint then we say that little cultural that little space he can plant whatever min he likes however it's important to add as follows in other words right next to that culture where that's be a bit more space that's, that he could expand into if he likes so we convert that one bit the seed you planted into a roshtor so therefore since you can turn it into Rosh Tor, the Chidosh here of, of, uh, of Chizkiah is it is already Mutaro Inotokiluhu Asara Rosh Tor, which is exactly like the picture we have here. In other words, again, using our examples of the darker color, the orange being wheat, you've got wheat here. And Chizkiah says you can plant one, one little bit of barley here. This is the yellow being Bali. Why? Provided you've got more space that it could extend and you could have theoretically fill that triangle in and turn it into a Rosh Tor. Now, because you can, according to Chizki, you already view it as such and it's not going to kill it. However, Rabbi Yochanan, once again, seems more chamor, and he says, You can't plant anything else over here other than the same min itself is being chit. Okay? Using our example. However, now this is an interesting case. Um, this uh, Reb Chaim explains this according to this whole thing, like a Rav, uh, he says, Marana, Yaakov Yisrael, Kanivsky, the stipler. So he explains as follows. However, Moder Reb Yochanan, look, this this is an interesting uh, picture, you'll get to it in a second. He says, uh, he says, however, Moder Reb Yochanan, Enu Zorea Latocha, sorry, however, Ama Reb Zira, Moder Reb Yochanan, Shim Haya Beit Rova, Umechetzer Shazua Chetzi Rova, Michan of a Chetzi Rov Mikan. Now, what's this mean? I'll explain it to you. Like, uh, rather, Rebbe inside, I read it, explain it to you outside. Normally, Rebbe Yochanan understands the concept of, of having a Rosh Torah point comes out only if you have an existing field that's a bait rover. Okay? A full bait rover. However, what we have here is two different minim that aren't kilaim with one another. That's very important. The example he brings is Seorim Shibolet Shual. Okay, that's why they're sort of different shades of, if you like, this yellow. Okay, so you have a half, half bait rover that's leading to a point tor with chitin on either side, and a half bait rover of the other mean, so like Seorim, also leading to, a, leading to a, a Rosh Tor. And there's a half bait rover in between. Okay, that's how they're separated. When does Rebbe Yochanan agree? He doesn't agree in the previous case when there's one seed and you can say, I, I view it as if the Rosh Torah is completed. But he does agree in this case where he can say that I view that space in between, that this bait rover in between, as if it is fully completed. So I have a full bait rover leading into now a Rosh Torah. And that gives that Rosh Torah validity. You understand? So once again, the, the basic requirement for Biochanan to, to, to have this Rosh Tor concept is if you already have a bait rover. In this case, you don't have a bait rover. You've got a half a bait rover of each on each side, and you've got a space in between. Now, the only case where Biochanan says we view it as if is this case, where we can view the space in between these two different meaning that importantly are not with one another. We view that as if it's filled in to now give that diamond or that pointed shape we have here a status of a Rosh Tor. 
That's when Rabbi Yochanan would, would agree. That's that's the extent of his ki'iluhu type of uh, position, but not when it's one seed like previously. When it's called, like if it's just one seed, I don't, I can't say I view the entire Rosh Torah as if it appeared. Okay, but the prerequisite of a Rosh Torah, Beit Rova, ah yes, I will view that as being already filled. Okay, clear, good. It's quite a tricky one. Let's continue. Now we say Manina Pliga Rabbi Yochanan. Now importantly, Rabbi Yochanan. Says, oh, how the picture. So, Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan um, says, remember, Rabbi Yochanan says, we don't view that single seed as if you filled in a Rosh Torah. So he says, this seems to be Cholik and Rabbi Yochanan. He says, Hayu loshtei sadot echad zero chitim vechad zero sorim. Mutalavi teven bentain vezera echad chitim vechad sorim. Ibnesha chitim rikasof sadeo shel chitim vesorim kasof sadeo shel sorim. Which means as follows. I have a field here of chitin. I have a field here of sorim. I have a gap between them. I can bring out one row of one, one row of the other, and they can meet together. Now, the havamina here is, how is this cholak on Rabbi Yochanan? Because I've only brought one row out, since theoretically I could make it meet, see the dotted line here, I can make it meet and come together to a point on either side, then I view it now as if it's a Rosh Torah. You see, that seems to be Cholak and Rabbi Yochanan, because all Machlok Rabbi Yochanan and Chizkiah was, do, since I have the capacity to make a Rosh Tor, do I view it as if it exists? Chizkiah said, yes, that one seed, because I've got room to make it a Rosh Tor, it would make it a Rosh Tor. Rabbi Yochanan says, absolutely not. Here it seems to be that if I've got one strip coming out here, one strip coming out there, it sounds like that's Mutar, because the Havamina is, I, since I can, like, uh, what's it called, um, angle this off, such that those two strips coming out be turned into a Rosh Tor, then it's defined Rosh Tor and it's not Kilayim. That's Shouldn't again. they meet as a point? Sorry? Shouldn't they meet at a single point? Uh, good point? Good question, I don't know, but that's the way Rukhaim explains it. I mean, it's simply just a simple row. I mean, again, again, I don't know, in any way, if it's a single row, that's effectively a point anyway, because it's not going to get to like an infinitesimal oh. point. We're talking about produce. Uh, that's why I assume that it's, that it's referring to. Mm -hmm. So again, but the point is, it seems to be, why is it Mutar? Because since I can turn it into Rosh Tor, it's already Rosh Tor. That's Kolek and Rabbi Yochanan. So the Gemara says, no. So Ma'avid la Rabbi Yochanan, what Rabbi Yochanan do? So Pata la Rabbi He says, no, it's not two meeting at the middle like that. It's either or, meaning, Pata la Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan, the Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi both together, meaning it's one strip coming out, coming all the way to make this one. That's the way the Gemara reads it. But I'll read you, Reb Chaim. The Gersa is slightly different. He changes it. But I'll read you the rationale. It says, in other words, he says, That's the way he sees. I'll read you, Reb Chaim. He says, Reb Chaim. Oto Telem Zorea Mechetza Chitil Mechetza Sorim, the Eno Hoshesh, Shinok Roshtor, the Kolze Keshat Chita Magat Adsade Seorim. It only applies only if it reaches all the way to the Seorim. So it's, it's, it's sorry, that's a previous theorem I wanted to show you. It says, Vipnesha Chita Latoxa de Seora. That's the previous one. It says, It says, Chita Zanikeret Shehis Mister Chitin. That's one I want to read before, sorry. He said that chita that's going all the way as, as a row, it's so obviously clear that it came from a field of chitin, 
and you're not planting Be'irbuvia. The Kivan Shiyotzemi Menushrachat, since only one row is coming out, in other words, if he, the way he explains it here is when he says Patek Rebelazar, Rebelazar says, if you have one row coming out, even if that one row meets another min, it's not Kilayim, because it, since you've got two massive fields and there's only one strip coming out, it doesn't have the appearance of Kilayim Bichla. So therefore, in this case of Chetzi Chetzi, also, you'd say the same thing. So that's the, that's the next one I meant to say. This field is mechetza chetza. This case, it doesn't need to be Rosh Tor. Because why? If you only have one strip coming out of a major field, it's not, it doesn't, it's like, has the same impact, if you like, as a Rosh Tor. You don't need to view it as a Rosh Tor. That one row that's coming out is so blatantly obvious that it's coming from the Chesachitim and it's not considered a Buvia. So too, if you've got Chetzi Chetzi as well, you'd have the same, same din. However, let me just add one point. Aval, let's just finish the sugya. Aval If that one row of the say the say came all the way out into the other min, then we say, or in other words, shel sarim or shel or seorachat muvleb betochitin hareze asur. Because as soon as it's mamash going in into it, then we say dahavi Reb Chaim says dahavi havi urbuvia. Then it already looks like a mixture. The enini karakasov sadeo. It doesn't look like the end of one field. It just looks one one being mixture has the appearance of kilaim, and then it would be us. Okay, nice. Rabbi, why would, what, is there a practical reason why we would have one row come out to another field instead of simply ex- expanding the first field, just not as far? Um, as far I don't as productivity. Know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, the, uh, I, I, I mean, you can, maybe geologically, or this it's rock face of race, other things are prevented from doing so. I have no idea. Yeah. But I, uh-huh. I, I, I don't think, I didn't think. I don't think it's necessarily that important because what we're trying to do is the job, the job of the Gemara and the missionary is try and find what the limits are of Kilayim, right? Yes. We've, we've just introduced a concept of Rosh Tor, and now we've just introduced another concept or an understanding called Rav Lazar Yaakov of a single row coming out from a major field also doesn't have the appearence of Kilayim, okay? Right. So it, like, right. like the fact they're Mamash meeting with another, as long as it's not Nichnas, okay? Shkoyach. Okay, Shkoyach. Have a good day, everyone. Good